back to the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. I, of course, am your host, KC Phoenix. And yeah, I'm adjusting my microphone here because put this there. All right. So now I'm doing some news stories again. So I'm doing this one and then I'll record the other one um, later. So here we are with people spending $114,000 for blue jeans, allegedly from 1857. (laughs) There's a little bit backstory to this because like Levi's got involved because apparently some of them were speculating, oh, this must be from the creator of the Levi's jeans. Instead of when they went to production and it became official, they were saying that, oh, well, this was probably his earlier creation is what this was. And I'm just like, hmm, okay. But yeah, also, before I go any further, KIRWKC.com, main podcasting platform. This podcast is carried on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Overcast, Bullhorn, Amazon Music, Audible, and several other podcasting platforms. Please feel free to listen to this podcast on whatever platform is most convenient for you. KIRWKC on all the social media platforms. So, the story is a little bit long. I will do my best to get through it as fast as I can. So, here we go. Pricey Pants from 1857 go for $114,000 raise Levi's question. So in Reno, Nevada, or Nevada, pulled from a sunken trunk at an 1857 shipwreck off the coast of North Carolina. Work pants that auction officials describe as the oldest known pair of jeans in the world. I don't know about that. Have, uh, in the world have sold for $114,000. The white... Heavy-duty miner's pants with a five-button fly were among 270 Gold Rush-era artifacts that sold for a total of nearly $1 million in Reno last weekend, according to Hollibird Western American Collections. There's disagreement about whether the pricey pants have any ties to the father of the modern-day blue jeans, Levi Strauss as they predate by 16 years the first pair officially manufactured by his San Francisco-based Levi Strauss and Company in 1873. Some say historical evidence suggests there are links to Strauss, who was a wealthy wholesaler of dry goods at the time, and the pants could be a very early version of what would become the iconic jeans. But the company historian and archive director... Um... Never mind. Tracy Panic says any claims about their origin are speculation. And then it says the pants are not Levi's, nor do I believe they are miners' work pants, she wrote in an email to the Associated Press. Regardless of their origin, there's no denying that the pants were made before the SS Canal America sank in a hurricane on September the 12th. 1857, packed with passengers who began their journey in San Francisco and were on their way to New York via Panama. And there's no indication older work pants dating to the Gold Rush era existed. The miners' jeans are like the first flag on the moon, a historic moment in history, said Dwight Manley, managing uh, managing partner of the California Gold Marketing Group, which owns the artifacts and put them up for auction. Other auction items that have been entombed for more than a century in the ship's wreckage, 7,200 feet, below the surface of the Atlantic Ocean included the pursuer's keys, or the purser's keys, to the treasure room where tons of gold rush coins and assayers 
ingots were stored. It sold for $103,200. Tens of millions of dollars worth of gold has been sold since the shipwreck recovery began in 1988. But last Saturday market marked the first time any artifacts hit the auction block. Another auction is planned in February. There has never been anything like the scope of these recovered artifacts, which represented a time capsule of daily life during the gold rush, said Fred Hollibird, president of the auction company. The lid of a Wells Fargo and Company treasure box, believed to be the oldest of its kind, went for $99,600. An 1849 Colt pocket pistol sold for $30,000. A $20 gold coin minted in San Francisco in 1856 and later stamped with a Sacramento drugstore ad brought $43,200. Wow. Okay. Most of the passengers aboard the SS Central America left San Francisco on another ship, the SS Sonora, and sailed to Panama, where they crossed the Itmus by train before boarding the doomed ship. Of those on board when the SS Central America went down, 425 died and 153 were saved. Wow. The unique mix of artifacts from high society San Franciscans to blue-collar workers piqued the interest of historians and collectors alike. The pants came from the trunk of an Oregon man, John DeMint, who served in the Mexican-American War. At the end of the day, nobody can say these are or are not Levi's with 100% certainty, Manley said. But these are the only known gold rush gene not present in any collection in the world. Halliburton's considered a gold rush era expert in his over 50 years as a scientist and historian agreed. So far, no museum has come forward with another. Panic said Levi Strauss and company and Jacob Davis, a Reno Taylor, received a U.S. patent in May 1873 for an improvement in fastening pocket openings. Months later, she said the company began manufacturing the famous riveted pants, Levi's 501 jeans, the first modern blue jeans. She said before the auction that the shipwreck pants have no company branding, no patches, buttons, or even rivets, the innovation patented in 1873. Panic added in emails to AP this week that the pants are not typical of miners' work pants in our archive. She cited the color, unusual fly design with extra side buttonholes, and the non-denim fabric that's lighter weight than the cloth used for his earlier riveted clothing. Halliburton said he told Panic while she examined the pants in Reno last week, there was no way to compare them historically or scientifically to those made in 1873. Everything had changed, the materials, product availability, manufacturing techniques, and market distribution. Between 1857 and the time Strauss came out with the rivet enforced pocket, Halliburton said, he said Panic didn't disagree with him. Levi Strauss and company has long maintained that up until 1873, the company was strictly a wholesaler and did not manufacture and did no manufacturing of clothing. Halliburton believes the pants were made by a subcontractor of Strauss. He decided to follow the money, follow the goal, and discovered Strauss's had a marketing reach in sales. On a level never seen before, Strauss was the largest single merchant to ship gold out of California in the 1857 to 1858 period, Halliburton said. 
the list of the 1.6 million cargo that left San Francisco on the SS Sonora in August 1857 for Panama was topped by Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo's $260,300 in gold. Five other big banks were next, followed by Levi Strauss with $76,441. Levi Strauss had at least 14 similar shipments averaging $91,033 each from 1856 to 1858, Hollibur said. Strauss is selling to every decent-sized dry goods store in the California gold regions, probably hundreds of them, from Shasta to Sonora and beyond, Hollibur said. This guy was an absolute marketing genius unforeseen. In short, his huge sales create a cause to be manufactured. He would have to contract with producers for an entire production run. Okay, that was a lot to process. Based off of what he's saying, yeah, I guess you'll never know. But I also don't feel like these are the only genes. So, yeah. I just decided to cover that because it seemed interesting. So that's the story. KIRWKC.com, main podcasting platform. Podcast carried everywhere. Let me get going because I have another story to do and then I have to get into the tarot card readings this morning. So I will catch up with all of you later. Until next time, be blessed.